anybody home? Yo, is anybody home? Anybody home? Let's talk housing. Affordable housing to be exact. Did you know DC Housing Authority is the city's largest affordable housing provider? Join us and explore how the agency works. Hear from the executive director, Tyrone Garrett. Stay up to date on agency initiatives and programs and so much more. Let's talk housing. Director Garrett, how was the recent city council oversight hearing? It was inspiring to have people discuss the state of the housing authority in the manner that they were. It was more of a global approach um, that we saw from the oversight versus just identifying specific small issues within the agency of uh, a work not being done. It was more of a, a diverse conversation about the overall structure of our organization and our actual mission. And I think that was very, very inviting. And I enjoyed that conversation. I, I'm hoping that, you know, me coming on board and being part of this administration helped spur that. What did you walk out of the hearing thinking? I felt at home and I felt comfortable. Um, it gave us an opportunity to publicly tell our story, which I don't think we have any opportunity to do very often. Um, and the questions that were poised and asked, I think presented the Housing Authority in a strong position, meaning that we understand what our issues and problems are, but we also are working towards a strategy um, and a way to resolve it with solutions. There wasn't much talk about current housing conditions. Right, and I noticed that myself, and I'm not going to um, chalk it up to the Housing Authority is doing everything in its power to rid, rid the residents of um, the conditions and the problems. What I do chalk it up is that we're being responsive. Um, and we remember, we've acknowledged what our issues are publicly. Um, we haven't run from it, and I think that transparency has gone a long way for us. In addition to us trying to change our, our mode of operation internally with how we deal with residents and their actual concerns and problems within the units, whether it be work orders or things that are of a larger nature, we've been very upfront, and I think our maintenance department is turning the corner with how we respond to our residents and communicate. What are the immediate needs? I think the conditions that we're facing are, you know, it's a crisis for us. Um, we have units that are well past their life expectancy, as we've pointed out. And I think it's at that, that point where we have to make some strong decisions. Um, remember, we haven't been funded um, at the level where we needed to be funded over the course of the last 10 to 12 years. And that has led us to this position where we weren't able to preserve units. And, and I think that we're facing it the best way we possibly can. We've gone into all those units, those over 8,000 units, and looked at them individually about what was going on, whether it be environmental issues or the lead issue. And we've stated some of these units are not habitable um, in my mind. And what I mean by habitable is they're not up to a standard in which we would want our, our families to live in. And I've talked about that so many times that we have an expectation and people have an expectation of us to give um, them a good product. When you're serving customers, you want to give them the best that you have in you. Um, and DCHA's mission is to provide safe, decent and affordable housing. And we need to ensure that we do that each and every time we open our doors or give keys to a family. How are you prioritizing these needs? I, I believe the immediate needs, um, which are the you know over 2,400 units that need to be addressed, that's what we need to jump on right away. And we need to develop a plan um, that will help us relocate residents from those particular units and be given a strategy to either rehab or redevelop those properties 
and those sites as quickly as possible. And, and we need money to do that. It's not going to happen overnight, but we do need a process in which we can gain support of some um, the advocates, the stakeholders, and many of the individuals in the community um, to understand that our direction that we need to travel in is a little unorthodox. It's not the traditional approach, um, but it's in the best interest of the residents overall. It is two-pronged because the t over 2,400 units that we have um, in, our in our universe right now that we believe to be urgent and urgent need, they need to be addressed immediately. So what we're going to do is we're creating a pr an approach, a repositioning plan, and that draft is going to show how we can deal with those 2,400 units over a 24-month period and also give us a second phase of how to deal with the remaining units throughout the portfolio. Remember, if you were to look at our, the, the total universe of our 8,000 units, uh, we believe that we have over $1.3 billion in deferred maintenance that needs to be actually be addressed. So you can't hit that ball out of the park with one swing. You're gonna have to chip away at it. And we believe the first step would be the initial 2,400 units that from our investigation are in urgent need. What exactly is repositioning? Um, for, for me, repositioning is not privatization in the sense that everyone wants to make it out to be. Repositioning is a way to um, identify a new source of equity, a new source of capital money to infuse into your portfolio. That's the repositioning. It's moving your public housing subsidy into a private sector subsidy that would better support the operation of the properties on an ongoing basis. What it would do for us is give us the opportunity not only to recapitalize, but also create an operating budget on an annual basis that could sustain the units for a long period of time. Isn't repositioning just a fancy way of saying that you're selling DC Housing Authority's holdings? We're not selling anything. That's not the process. The process is to recapitalize um, through the private equity market as best as possibly can. Remember, um, the District of Columbia, um, as far as a, an administration, has been very supportive of the Housing Authority through its repair and maintenance fund and other sources and resources that it's offered to us over the years. But district alone cannot help sustain the housing authority because as we know HUD and its declining funds over the years you know we're at this point where we have no other choice but to look for other options unless there's going to be an individual or groups of individuals that are going to be able to fully support not only our capital need but our operational goals we have to look at another opportunity or another source of funding and that would be repositioning through the private equity market how would the plan be financed? Um, we believe that um, we have an idea and a concept that we're working on. Um, we haven't unveiled it to anyone yet, but we think it's the most beneficial and feasible method. Um, you're going to have to chip away at it. There is not going to be a mechanism in which we're going to be able to garner $1.3 billion all at once. So we're going to have to take it in small chunks. And I believe that it's doable and, cap and we're capable of having um, uh, a means to get it done financially with some support from some stakeholders in the district. Thanks for listening. Please share and subscribe. Let's Talk Housing.